Legal guys is conducting a four day webinar series starting from today till 24th of June. We would be talking about different stories of how these brands made it a big brand, which we call it uh, uh, in the country. We have got people coming from 12 different uh, huge corporate houses in the country. And today we have with us uh, Kumar Anjani coming from Wellspun and Mr. Garg Vyas from Cummins India. Thank you so much, guys, for joining the panel today. Thank you so much, Frank. It was it was really our pleasure to you know uh, be part of this uh, knowledge reach uh, webinar and conference series on a very first day. So thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank, thank you, you, thank you for your opportunity, Frank. Excellent, Kumar. Thank you so much. So uh, let let me just set the agenda for the day. Okay. So uh, for all our viewers. Guys, we have this is not a pre-recorded session or it's not even scripted. So Garg and Anjani, both of them do not even know what I'm going to ask. And uh, even I do not have any questions prepared. So we're going to be having a candidate, candid discussion about different challenges uh, corporate house uh, have when it comes to brand enforcement, online and offline, both internationally, nationally, both. So... Uh, Let's see what uh, we have in the store and let's explore in the next uh, 60 minutes together. Are you guys ready? You, you are scaring us, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> not at all, not at all. Excellent. So let me start uh, by introducing you guys first. So uh, we have Mr. Garg. Garg is an IP head at Cummins India. He's an expert with the demonstrated history uh, of working in the domain of intellectual property, right? Garg... Uh, has a very unique educational experience as well. He's an engineer and a lawyer too. Uh, uh, he has a vision uh, towards strategic planning, directing and organizing corporate uh, IP uh, culture at the Cummins. And he also possesses expertise in smooth coordination of diverse teams and resources to accomplish the objective. Garg is known for result-driven approach and he believes in continuously expanding knowledge and working hard to get the final deliverables. We are so glad to have you, uh, Garg. Thank you so much uh, again. Thank you, Prahim, for a wonderful introduction. Thanks. Great. Uh, next, we have Mr. Kumar Anjani. So Kumar Anjani is AGM Legal at Wellspun Group. Uh, he's a registered patent as well as trademark agent and has been working over several years with leading brands in the, in the country to protect their intellectual properties. Anjani specifically uh, specializes in, in international IP activities and has been assisting many clients to file and acquire patents as well as trademarks across the boundaries. His expertise are in strategic planning, filing, prosecution, as well as portfolio management. His novel approaches and initiative at Wilspun Group has also earned him a shining star of 2018 award because of his contribution in reducing uh, trademark filing cost and improving the process a lot uh, what it was previously. Uh, apart from that, uh, uh, Anjani has also been uh, invited as a speaker at a lot many other national international events uh, from the IP community. Uh, we are really honored to have you, uh, uh, Anjani. Thank you so much for uh, coming over. Excellent. Excellent, guys. So, Thank you so much. So as I said, everything is candid and uh, so going to be the discussion. 
but the only part which was not candid and scripted was the introduction sheet and that's why you could see me uh, fumbling and uh, going tensed over uh, reading of all of those lines now i am done with that and uh, uh, i don't have to actually read anything now all right so let's start the discussion uh, about the big brand story let's start with you uh, anjali uh, as i mentioned uh, you were awarded a shining star at wellspun for introducing new trademark process uh, in the company would you like to share some information more about it what are what are the typical challenges when it comes to an in house professional uh, for the trademark protection in the company yeah so you know uh, priyank uh, thank you for having me here first of all and uh, you know uh, i joined wellspun in the year 2016 november and from there onwards i You know, at that point of time, our budgeting uh, for trademark was huge. I mean, we are we are uh, in a, you know investing a lot of uh, you know commercials uh, with respect to the trademark filing and registration process, and most of the things we are doing through outsourcing to to a lot of firms, uh, whether international filing or whether it's a domestic filing. But since I came into the picture, my major duty was to reduce cost as far as possible. and not only to reduce cost is also one more input is that to maintain the conf- confidentiality about uh, you know your brand mm-hmm. your trade uh, uh, which is there so uh, you know what i started is uh, is kind of a more of a in house filing and uh, not only in india i also have done lot of filing in the us because at that point of time when i joined the organization us filing from india was allowed and we used to mm-hmm. do a lot of yeah. filing you know uh, not only filing even the prosecution of uh, it uh, whether filing the, the you know response to office action uh, filing an extension uh, you know publication allowance everything was more of uh, more or less in the us was uh, in house and our country has a major market in the us and europe so 80% of our uh, you know revenue comes from these two market uh, us and europe mm-hmm. for the filings so you know when i started i i, I uh, you know face at that point of time uh, major challenges to find out first of all uh, you know to to get a right suitable person to who can help me out with with that filing that that's the important thing because Absolutely. in this country, there there are lot of uh, you know uh, they they're not of quite quite uh, uh, you know uh, it's, it's not easy to find uh, find out a person so so that's the uh challenges i faced then second with respect to you know what kind of filing to opt for so you have a lot mm-hmm. of options uh national route is one of the option the regional route is the second option the international route is the third option so i will just give you a brief about all these options so national route is when when you want to file your trademark through a national filing route like like say when you file uh, would like to file a trademark application in euro in europe or uh, not in europe sorry in us or let's say in Russia through their, uh, uh, you know, through their route or through their USPTO national filing. So that is called the, uh, you know, national route. The regional route is is when you would like to opt for uh, region specific filings, like you know, uh, EU IPO. Uh, they they uh, yeah. cater to entire Europe, which uh, comprises of twenty seven regions. Uh, you know, RIPO, which comprises of all the African region. OAPI com- uh, comprises another part of African regions. you know then it's come your international trademark route which is which is more of a madrid application which india is a signatory to and approximately around 106 country right now is a member to madrid filing covering 122 countries 
So, you know, this is how, uh, and making the strategy, you know, when to opt for USPTO or a national filing and when to go for a regional filing or when to go for a uh, international filing, that's very important. So what usually I follow the strategy is that, you know, when you have uh, more than uh, five to six countries to enter into, mm -hmm. then I go for an international right. filing. Or if let's say that I have to Europe, let's say uh, five, six countries uh, in the European region, then I will go for a European Union entirely and rather than going to the specific countries in the Europe. Okay, in the similar fashion, mm -hmm. if I have only two or three countries to uh, file with, I will go with the national filing. I don't want to invest my uh, money into, uh, you know, uh, international filing, which is an expensive process. So this is how, you know, True. the strategy in the initial stages helped me. And there are a lot of, uh, you know, tri trial and error also happened during the initial stage, I must say. And I learned a lot of- No doubt, that. no doubt. Excellent, fantastic. So uh, this is this is great. I mean, uh, you started initially uh, back in 2016 with the idea of saving the cost first, but then later on you realized, uh, depending upon the volume of work and the application, which country to choose for, and then what will be the typical suited route for you uh, when it comes to enforcement and providing greater protection at again less uh, cost or in a less expensive route, I must say. So that's great, uh, Anji. Thank you so much for sharing your ideas, your thoughts uh, on the process of uh, identifying the right people first and then applying the right strategy as well. Thank you so much. Uh, my question is next to Garg. So Garg, Anjani spoke very highly about uh, having a right strategy and a right approach. Uh, you are an IP head at Cummins India. Again, a global company uh, with offices across the world. What challenges do you face when you are coming up with an IP strategy? Because I know for the fact that uh, you you love strategies, you love to plan things ahead, you loves to you love to make things ready and clear and concise for everybody in your team and the organization to look up to say that, see boss, this is what is my plan. This is how I'm going to spend my uh, uh, budget. So what are the challenges when it comes to defining an IP strategy for a global company like Cummins? Uh, that's, a, that's a very interesting question, uh, Prank, first of all. And uh, IP strategy altogether, uh, different game of mind and a lot of things included. But uh, since today we are talking about the big brand uh, story, let me focus mainly right. on trademarks and brand related aspects. So when we talk about, uh, you know, developing an IP strategy for an organization like Cummins, when I say Cummins, it's a world leader in diesel engine manufacturing and for the heavy duty vehicles. And we, I think yeah. two years back, we celebrated our hundred years Imagine an organization which is a hundred-year-old legacy with the same brand name Cummins without any changes. So since hundred years, the company is following the brand, the standards, the guidelines. And then you have to develop the IP strategy for that old and that legacy-like organization. So, you know, when we are talking about, you know, IP strategy for trademarks, a lot of things, of course, uh, Anjani very well said about the, you know, cost aspects and, you know, how we can smooth the process, how to choose the right people. Uh, 
in addition to that uh, when we are talking about you know brand compliance and you know you know protection of a brand using trademarks and other things there are other factors also which i would like to highlight here so you know some of the factors when you are selecting the brand let's say for product or let's say it's for service or anything the messaging the way they conveys the message should be consistent it should not deviate from your parent brand the designing aspects the fonts the representation the right color combination each and every these are very small aspects but i am very much particular in all those aspects right. because that actually drives your overall branding strategy as well as branding related initiatives so for designing so forget about protection protection is a very last stage but when you are at the initial stage as i of course this is a you know this is something the role of a not role of a, a designer or a corporate communication team but as ip counsel sometimes you have to ensure that all these things the product brand or the service brand or any other sub brands within the organization or for uh, the different geographies when they are created the elements of design the elements of that particular messaging what is being conveyed everything is in line with the parent brands and the guidelines though if it is a you know if there is some messages in the terms of voice or sound it should be in clear alignment all this matters a lot because you know if you deviate in a single aspect let's say your so we have a comments color which is a red color very Correct. famous comments red we call generally now let's say i am using and in india we are using that particular comments red for uh, with some other you know mixture of uh, you know colors or something like that but when you are using that comments red and if you you know uh, uh, do some mischief in you know changing the you know brightness or the you know the effect of that 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 totally changes your brand value and that affects a lot and today when when you are when you are in the age when we see that news ronaldo moving the two bottles <laughs> of uh, and uh, you know beverages and it affects the brand's uh, you know value down by around 4 billion dollar within some span of time imagine the impact of brand and imagine the impact of brand strategy or trademark strategy how impactful it is so i think those all aspects uh, creates a lot importance now coming to the you know once we have created that brand i think search many times you know people uh, when we see search people generally you know give a lot of importance to the patent search or design search especially patent technology searches but when it comes to trademark we generally take it light but that is one of the big mistakes people you know uh, you know end up doing it and later have to you know pay the price for that so i think proper search with the help of proper expertise as anjani said you know proper it is very difficult to find a skill skillful people in that area you will find a person say okay i know how to file a trademark but it is very much difficult to find a person or a firm who says confidently yes when we say we know how to do our job best way in terms of searching ensuring your brand is not infringing any third party's brand before registration so all these aspects are a very key important role in terms of you know 
driving your entire brand strategy or IP strategy for the branding and trademarks, et cetera. When it comes to filing, again, a major important part is the geography. Other than that, the classes, trademark class, I think there are more than 45 classes are there. Imagine, you know, you have to be expert in which class it will apply. Because you end up registering in a wrong class, it's gone. The game is over. Game is over for you. So all these aspects are very, very critical. And you have to, when you are, when you are, when you are, you know, designing the strategy, IP strategy for those particular aspects of branding and other things, I think these are very small areas. When I say trademark search is a very small area, but it plays a very crucial, very important role. Selection of classification is a small area. All right. Some of the experts even, you know, they, they buy hearted. Okay, 42 is a legal services, 45 is, uh, or 45 is, legal, or 45 is a software related tools and et cetera. You know, related services and et cetera. But, you know, including all the small factors in your IP strategy plays a crucial role. And that's how, you know, you know, with the proper IP strategy, only you can, you know, drive the organization's growth in terms of proper branding and other things. Excellent, Greg. Excellent. Thank you so much for bringing that point home. Honestly, I am going to cut this recording short and I'm going to show this to all my prospective clients who say, what's there in trademark? I mean, it's, it's, it's easy. It's a 10 minute job. I'm going to show this saying that, see here what Gurg is saying, even the color combination, the trademark search, the classification, in fact, deep knowledge of each and every category which your trade uh, your product falls into, the services are falling into is so critical, important and not overlooking, of course, the geography, because if you have protection in one country and you are serving the clients from another country, then you are potentially letting your mark uh, up for, I mean, infringement. I mean, people can just use it for free. You don't, uh, I mean, you have no rights in that country. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just a small thing, you know, Frank, <clears throat> we have a lot of cases, you know, available, a lot of case studies available where big, big brands have lost their rights because they thought, right. I am a, you know, I am a well-known brand and that's why I don't need to register. So big brands have lost their right because they, they, you know, they underestimated in selecting the geographies or, you know, protecting the trademarks in the respective geographies. So, you know, it's a, it's a very important thing as well. Yes. Correct. Correct. So, I mean, honestly, uh, the kind of uh, work people have been doing in trademark industry, that uh, sort of needs to also change because people, as you mentioned correctly, pay a lot more attention and dedicate too much of energy in doing patent search because that involves technology. And they say that, okay, technology is going to be there for the next 20 years. So let me do a thorough search. But they often overlook the fact that your trademark is going to be perpetually removed for, I mean, next hundred years, like as Cummins is in the business for last hundred years and more. And of course, it, it's going to be continuing to serve uh, the next hundred years as well. So trademarks are important. And uh, I mean, that's why we are here for to talk about the big brand story, how this trademarks enforcement and uh, the importance given to each and every uh, mark being filed in each and every country made uh, the companies like Wellspun and Cummins huge corporate houses of the country. My next question uh, is, is to uh, Kumar. It's Kumar, uh, Garg mentioned about uh, 
doing mischief with the company representation if you, if you guys come up with i mean wellspun is again uh, uh, very much uh, engrossed in the home textile business and everybody in the country knows about wellspun as well it's again public limited company how often do you deal with uh, counterfeit activities where your product gets counterfeit in the market uh, your brand name gets copied uh, somebody is trying to call wellspun as v e l s p u a n or something that way so what are your challenges on the front of infringement and how do you take an action yes yeah, so uh, thank you thank you priyank for asking me this question this is very interesting basically you know uh, i would like to uh, share this uh, along with, with with a case study which we recently mm-hmm. have gone through so it's interesting interesting case where in you know our brand has been basically uh, a url url has been copied or taken by some some other brand and has been misused or counterfeited so it's it's basically a nigerian company what they did mm-hmm. is, you know counterfeiter has become very innovative innovative so they they you know uh, find out a creative way to uh, you know register their domain name so what they did they have registered our domain name as v v e l s p u n so when you will write two v together it will become w uh-huh. it will become w okay if you if right. you, if you can write in word and you can see that you know two v together looks w okay so they have registered v v e l s p u n v v e l s p u n dot com and they started uh, reaching to our clients customers uh, saying that you know they are the uh, well spun and they 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 they, they don't uh generally uh, told the customer that they are offering the same line of goods which we are but they are saying that you know they represented that they are the real wealth span okay so okay. we came to know this through our customer and when our customer approached us and when uh, our business to our business when this mm-hmm. come to knowledge when i saw it even i could not identify you know what's not wrong with the domain name i mean this is our domain name. it's a it's a w e l s p u n wealth span so it took me 10 minutes to find out what's the problem with the domain name at, at the first place then i found out and then you know what what uh, the legal recourse which is you know we we file an udrp uni, uniform domain name dispute resolution is the right forum where you, and you have to lodge a complaint uh, you know for any of the domain domain dispute and they will judge if if you have a trademark registration and of course it's it goes with the second level domain name and since we have a registration over wellspun in a lot of countries we have so named we have assured them that you know how malafidly they have approached to our customer malafide mm-hmm. attention uh, you know all, all this thing and they find i mean and, and the other party of course they have not uh, you know contradicted and they have not joined the proceeding so they they were they were the ex party judgment in our favor and the udrp asked us to transfer the domain name to us although this domain name is no use of us of course uh, but yes so mm-hmm. such and such uh, you know creative infringement these days are happening and you know it says that you know according mm-hmm. to secretary general of icc uh, you know around 10% top line of the revenue of most of the uh, multinational company are lost by because of the counterfeiting so counterfeiting is something is very very serious in nature in these days okay and that too when uh, you are uh, going to the market through online uh to uh, where the infringement is uh, you know mm-hmm. very likely to happen very easy to to uh, to avoid so you know these these days you need to keep a tab and you know you used you always use your customer or your client as your eyes and ears 
So, you know, you, you make to make sure that, you know, your customer should keep informing you about what is happening in the particular space, because you, maybe you are not directly going to the market like Wellspun. We, we, we go into in the market, we have the biggest manufacturer, okay? Maybe our brand is not going to a, a, a customer like Walmart, Costco, they are the bleeding, you know, chain of uh, uh, supplying goods. So uh, maybe they, 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 our brands are not going, but uh, you know, our reputation are they in their stake in the market. So you need to keep them aware about our brand. And of course, a brand watch, you know, when whenever there is a right. identity or similar similarity of markets is, uh, I mean, registered by someone, you need to get that kind of a notification through maybe an online uh, service provider or through any of the firm who do in a watch, uh, you know, trademark watch services. We also have a one, one of the, uh, you know, very, legendary brand, brand i would say christie it's a it's a 1850 brand and uh, our company is is 18 uh, you know 80 uh, sorry 1984 85 however this brand is way way older than this uh, since we have acquired this brand and this is a brand who manufacture a wilbrandon towel the famous wilbrandon towels right yeah. so they manufacture it they are the first one to in fact uh, you know uh, get up uh, i mean uh, develop a terry towel so Terry Towel has come. So this Christie brand again, this this has been uh, you know uh, tr uh, you know tried to be taken by a lot of counterfeiter and alleged infringer. We we have stopped them. We have filed uh, uh, you know proceeding, and you have to keep on changing your strategy. Whether it goes to see the delete no notice, whether it's come to you know filing a civil action, a criminal action, copyright also invoking a copyright provision as well. So it's depend upon each uh, you know your way of approaching things. So this is, this is great, great. I mean, this is a great uh, story and can be used as a case study uh, when it comes to cyber squatting because uh, in this right. online world, a lot of people are doing this. I mean, they, I mean, some of, some of the people are also doing uh, creatively, as you mentioned, is they see what trademarks are getting filed. And if it's in the company's name, uh, or some entity has filed the trademark, they book the domains uh, in .NET, .in, or some other uh, uh, extensions, and then approach the trademark owner saying that, do you want to buy this domain name? Yes. And people yes. think that it is, it is, uh, it has become a new norm of making uh, money. But uh, uh, to all our viewers, guys, this is also accounted as a cyber squad, mm -hmm. which is a fraud, and uh, you would be held liable for doing these activities. So please, please. Uh, Keep your eyes and ears open, as Anjani said. And if you encounter any brands uh, getting infringed like that, uh, please let the brand owners know about this possible infringement. It can save everybody. You might not even know. I mean, uh, it can be a, a, I mean, a website which is just uh, set up to extort money to, to right. I mean, uh, do cyber attack from that. So. Correct. Best thing is to, of course, get it verified from the brand owners. Do not engage in any sort of conversation with such websites because people have started to do the cyber squad lately at a great stage because everybody is online and every brand is also online, right? So thank you so much, uh, Kumar, from touching one of the uh, key topic of the discussion today. And uh, I'm sure you are keeping all of your brands uh, under watch and all yeah. of your customers are your ears and eyes as well. Great. Uh, my next question is to Garg. So Garg, Kumar said that because the customers informed him, 
he could take an action right and again well spun group being well spun group they they are uh, uh, very sensitive about the brand and its visibility in the market but often times when we deal with companies uh, and individuals or small entities or startups they is see that boss ip is the game of corporate or it is managed and enforced by the corporates when it comes to individual it is costly expensive and uh, we might not even see the end result which we want to even though we own the brand we might not be able to enforce it uh, the way it should have been uh, like a corporate so what i mean as as a part of the corporate council group i want to ask you this question what advice would you give to the people or startup community or smes uh, who really want to protect their brands and also want to enforce it but uh, i mean they just think that it is a roadblock because corporates can do it better what are your two cents on this yeah uh, well uh, it's a i mean uh, support or help to the startups or a new organization small scale organization it's a it's a topic very close to my heart because mm-hmm. i belong to a very large entity like cummins uh, Uh, i always admire or love to support uh, the startups which are coming up in the market with the different innovative ideas and you know they also seek uh, advice in terms of their ip protection uh, so you know for startups i think uh, you know they are full of energy they are full of innovative ideas they are full of excitement uh some of the constraints sometimes we see is the budget because they are startup as compared to the large organization uh some of the constraint we see with the startups or the individual is the enough knowledge or enough in house talents mm-hmm. this aspects of brand protection enforcement ip intellectual property rights patents trademarks etc because you know they have very limitation of budget they have very limitation of staff etc uh so you know generally already government of india if you are talking about has taken lot of effort and launched so many initiatives in terms of uh, you know atal innovation mission for innovation related things you know ip intellectual property protection related you know initiatives you know some support on them some of some those aspects and all uh so i request startups you know just to google it because it's very handy they will get some other the information second important thing is when it comes to protection and enforcement if you are not protected you will not get you will you will not be able to enforce it so for my advice since a prank you specifically ask about brand protection and enforcement my first advice try to first figure out what all you want to protect where all you want to protect then approaching the right entity as a startup you may not afford a uh, you know well known firms or law firms etc you may go to the medium or small scale firms like you who are equally good and you know may support you in terms of you know uh, proper search proper protection of uh, your trademarks etc comparatively limited by the i'm not saying very different scale mm-hmm. comparatively limited so there are available firms in the india there are very good firms in india and you can sir 
if you have in-house capability, well and good, you can utilize those capabilities in-house for you know, search and registration of trademark in India. Coming to enforcement, of course, uh, uh, that's, a, that's a wrong mindset sometimes startups has gained that since we are a startup, it will be very difficult for us to enforce our brand in terms of counterfeit, right. anti-counterfeiting actions or infringement actions because you know uh, we are we are not a, we are not a large corporates uh, how how we will be able to do that but no in india only if you search you will find lot of presiding cases and case judgments which has given a lot of good favorable justice to the startups in terms of brand enforcement activity so yes you have to take that effort and you have to you know i encourage them for taking that effort in terms of right brand enforcement. Again, for that, if you have in-house capability, well and good, otherwise you can approach any good law firm. And there are available firms in India with the proper credentials available on Google and all. Or you can you know, reach out to your peers for advice and et cetera. But do not ever think that since you are a startup, you're a small scale company, you are an individual person who is doing business or partnership, small partnership firm, you will not get justice. You'll not be able to sustain in India. No, that is a wrong perception. That's a wrong mindset and you have to come out of it. So please, when you are first, when you are creating some brand, my first advice, please protect it with the right set of people, advise it and all. Second, once you are protected, please enforce it. You will get a right justice out of it. And once your enforcement activity will be successful, it will be a kind of a game changer for your own brand. So please take those advantage. Excellent. Thank you so much, Garg. So as Garg said, guys, uh, all you have to do is approach the right people to take the first action, which is uh, filing your and protecting your brand and then of course uh, if somebody infringes it, infringes it do not stay back and uh, move out i mean come out and uh, try to uh, file a case against it because we have so many presiding cases which will help you out and there are so many people as well who can uh, help you out with whatever budget constraints even you, if you have uh, but one of the key thing is to ensuring that you protect your brands because unless and until you protect it you will not make a brand out of uh, the name or, or, or the company. So protection is must and uh, its importance cannot be I mean, ignored. Excellent, Garg. Thank you so much for bringing that point in. With that enforcement thing, I have a follow-up question to you. So Cummins, as a big brand, you guys have been, uh, of course, facing a lot of infringement activities as well uh, when it comes to your brand positioning uh, online, offline. Were you guys uh, in a position or do you guys believe in uh, enforcing the PMLA Act, which is a prevention of uh, money laundering? Prang, I think Hello. we have, yeah, Prang, we, have, we, we lost, lost you in the last question. I think we lost you. Hello. Uh, I think uh, 
he, he might be facing some poor connectivity. But Anjani very well said about, you know, uh, uh, brand enforcement and anti-counterfeiting. I really liked your point on those aspects. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Looks like I'm back. Sorry, guys. Yes. I, I had some network issue. I don't know what happened. But anyways. Last question. Guys, so I was talking about, yeah. I, I thought last question hit you. So you may consider <laughs> on a lighter note. Yeah. All right. All right. So I was asking, excellent. So I was asking about uh, enforcing this PMLA Act in India, I mean, Prevention of Money Laundering Act. Have you guys uh, did that in the past or what is the company philosophy look like when it comes to enforcing uh, the brand in the country? With reference to money laundering and other, you know, kind of phishing activities like criminal, that. yeah, yeah, criminal acts, uh, invoking criminal uh, uh, yeah. acts uh, when it comes to trademark infringement. Yeah, so I think uh, you know I won't say specifically about how comments do it late because uh, you know there are different ways, but I think in general, you know, in general enforcement and taking action. So you know. There are two main aspects. So in general processes, you know, when you come across some counterfeits or infringement, you do some basic investigation, you confirm that yes, there's something which is, you know, uh, kind of infringing or counterfeit activity is, is being done at some so and so place. Another is taking action. So now there are two, two three ways, you know. Uh, one is of course the civil way, which is uh, sometimes time taking, but also result in some is the criminal way, which, you know, you specifically ask. So, uh, as a general practice and, uh, you know, anti-counterfeiting activity, uh, filing a criminal case against this particular, you know, counterfeits is also prevail uh, very well in the industry. Uh, generally, people, you know, uh, you know, select this particular activity because uh, compared to the suit, sometimes it is, you know, less time consuming in the court proceedings. Uh, you know, when you talk about criminal suit, uh, there is a, there is a preset mind uh, you know a cough head demand higher criminal action so you know that prevails in the market and that prevails to the people who have done this counterfeits so you know those aspects of course make a lot of sense and uh, you know uh, when you do the you know uh, criminal so uh, the police uh, you know also sometimes support the organizations in terms of conducting a raid Imagine uh, if you are a counterfeit and at your premises, police raid has been conducted. Imagine the you know the 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 fear in your mind when such thing happens. So of course that is a big way impactful. So I think on those aspects, uh, you know, selection of a you know a, a, a criminal suit in terms of as a anti counterfeiting action, you know, makes much sense. I would say. Mm -hmm. it, has, it has its own benefits in a way. However, you know, you have to be mindful on different legal aspects of criminal as well as civil laws when it is, you know, which way it is legally right in going forward. Because if your, you know, counterfeit action is not much relevant in a criminal way and still you file a criminal suit, I think that will not benefit much. So I think those aspects, 
you have to you know consult your in-house counsel properly or if you require you can take support of the external law firms as well in deciding which is the right way of action plan for you know you know taking the suit against this or taking the anti counterfeiting action against the counterfeits so i think that is my way of opinion on this particular aspect yeah. excellent so you touched about being mindful basically in what recourse you want either is it a criminal or a civil one uh, of course uh, guys uh, just for your information uh, the prevention of money laundering act allows the trademark owners to seal the bank accounts of the counterfeit person yes. uh, pe people who are infringing you it's one of the most powerful uh, anti counterfeit tool which uh, has been given uh, for the brand owners so if your products are getting uh, infringed in the market you can use this you can uh, sue the other person other party and uh, the other party can even go to the jail for maximum 3 years and there is a huge monetary uh, penalty as well so uh, trademarks uh, and copyrights both uh, both these laws have uh, pmla's invocation uh, from the from time to time brands uh, do enforce that uh, but again as uh, garg said you got to be mindful about which way you want to choose it and why you want to choose it that's even more important uh, because plus the legalities very important energy, yeah, plus legalities right. yes of course and the complexity as well involved in each matter so there is no blanket advice given or be applicable for all of uh, you will have to choose depending upon the situation and the circumstances thank you so much god again on that uh, you know, Anjali, i would like to add one thing uh, over yeah, here yeah sure that that's what i wanted to ask you <laughs> yeah so basically you know uh, one one more thing you know uh, brand uh, like us which are of, uh, more of export brand okay one more uh, kind mm -hmm. of a solution to counterfeiting is a custom registration so this is something you know helping us a lot so let's say uh, if you have a trademark protection in the country where you are importing your brand and you want to stop someone uh, 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 with respect to you know uh, the counterfeiting products over there uh, in the custom itself so that you know uh, someone from some other country cannot uh, export the brand through the customs over there Uh, so you can get your brand registered at the custom also, but for that the foremost thing required is that you should have first of all a trademark registration. Then only custom uh, office will entertain you for the registration. And of course, even Indian custom these days have become very very uh, aware and knowledgeable in that front. Uh, you know, and of course you need you need to go to them and explain them and some sometime you know make them aware of your brand. You know how your brand looks like and other things so that you know someone is. importing the brand to india something of that sort you should uh, identify and at least trigger you that you know this this is the brand which has come to our knowledge and if you feel that it is counterfeiting then you can take a legal recourse of course so this is also uh, you know uh, these days lot of brand are taking help of that like brand like nike coca cola these are the brands you know are majorly dependent upon this because a lot of things exporting and importing are happening in that field excellent great nice uh, with that uh, export thing and the basically uh, having goodwill uh, of one country i mean goodwill associated to brand in one country reaching out to the goodwill associated to the other countries i have um, some key key uh, points on different case laws or different topics which has happened in the country so far i mean we have this burger king versus burger king the famous example 
uh, everybody is aware that in India, there are so many restaurants being operated right from 1960s under the name as Burger King restaurants or Burger King food chain. In Pune, there's a famous Burger King joint in the camp area. Uh, but the American company, the American fast food chain, Burger King, uh, got this goodwill so huge that uh, the courts of India have recognized saying that the Burger King is a well-known mark and right. anybody who hears Burger King associates themselves with the American brand and now forced our local uh, restaurant owners and uh, food, food joints owner to change the name. So, uh, Anjani. Yes. Like yours, what are the challenges? I mean, you have a product or the company in one country, uh, the brand is present in one country. And again, it's been, the products or the services are given in other countries. So how do you, or deal with this uh, transferring of goodwill or enjoying the benefits of goodwill in other countries when your product is let's say from india just for an example and you have a, a, you you had a case in nigeria so how do you explain this goodwill to the person sitting in nigeria that okay this is as a huge group and we deserve a trademark or we deserve the protection we deserve the enforcement what are the challenges in enforcing such things cross border Yes, yes, that's that's a very valid question you have asked, and you know, uh, uh, the the legal aspect on this trademark con uh, concept itself differs from country to country. As you know, uh, you know, Greg, all, uh, Greg also tell that you know, uh, trademark protection is is in territorial nature, right? And it's it's different from territory to territory. What kind of uh, priority rights they give? So some countries give priority rights to first to file. And some country gives uh, priority right to first to use uh, in, in, in a trademark. Like India, you know, uh, uh, taking the concept from Britain, UK. Uh, so the, these these two countries, even the, in the US, they follow first to use country. The person who have used the first will have will enjoy the rights over a tra trademark. Even though your trademark is not registered, of course, uh, through passing of action, you can enjoy the right. However, country where uh, first to file concept is there, like in Russia. Uh, the concept is first to file. The person who has filed the first mark, he will enjoy the protection over there. So, uh, in fact, you know, one of our prominent name uh, was registered by by someone uh, in, in in the Russia. And at that point of time, we we do not uh, feel that you know that band will do such such a good which we we have never thought of, and therefore we have not registered in Russia. And Russia not being our that much important market. But later on, when that come to our notice it it was like you know a big big challenge to revoke that ban and of course you know finally we we uh, come to a settlement conclusion or something of that sort but yes uh, since you know the, your your brand is going out of your uh, country to alien country you should be aware of the fact that you know what kind of challenges you uh, challenges you may face when your uh, your brand will be going to to that particular country so it's it's where it's very, very important that, you know, prima facie, you have to anticipate in your mind that, you know, uh, in what all countries your brand can go. And you have to do it in is, is uh, you know, in a broader sense and not in a narrower sense. Of course, uh, being a multinational company like us, uh, you know, and like, uh, uh, you know, girl company. So, so we, we need to see the things in the in a broader manner that, you know, if let's say something happened where, although in that particular country, the, our market is not that great, but it could happen in, 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 a, 
coming coming well. So these things are very important, and that's why your strategies formation, where to file, and that's why midrate filing is something very important. That you know that gives you uh, a route which allow you even though your mark is uh, is filed in let's say uh, you know during the filing you have opts only for ten countries, you can extend your registration, just filing an extension of that particular registration through Madrid application or WIPO Madrid application, which is free. So you need to uh, keep in mind, you know, what kind of strategy you need to follow. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you so much again to coming on the same topic, which we started with uh, filing with the right strategy, having the right strategy in mind uh, when it comes to protecting your brand uh, and enforcing it uh, across the globe. Uh, and uh, I can, I mean, honestly tell you that uh, Anjani has Madrid filing as the dearest topic to, to his heart. <laughs> and honestly, yes, it has its benefits, uh, huge benefits when it comes to enforcement uh, and enjoying the goodwill across the member states is something which uh, cannot be, I mean, uh, undermined. So, yeah, thank you so much again, uh, Kumar, for bringing that point home. Uh, now we are into the last segment, guys. We have already touched upon cyber squatting, infringement analysis, the education part of it, the uh, awareness when it comes to uh, enforcing a brand or even protecting a brand uh, from the individual's perspective, startup perspective, from the perspective of the large corporates. Now, in this last segment, uh, we'll ask uh, Kumar or uh, Garg, if you guys have questions for each other, you guys can uh, shoot that questions across or if, if you have a question for me I, I'll be more than happy uh, to answer that as well and I'm not going I'm going to basically take a back seat and not going to ask any question so the forum is open for Anjani and Garg to ask the question or share anything else if they want to share in this closing time so Frank just uh, you know uh, moment of cautious for you if you yeah. allow us this much open way <laughs> uh, no worries, no worries. It will be an end endless conversation. Right. I know two friends talking about the same uh, topics which are dearer to them. It, it's going to be fun. Yeah. So yeah. I, I just, I'm just uh, taking a back seat and I want to enjoy this conversation. Yeah. So, so just be mindful that what you are allowing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I subscribe to this. I subscribe yeah. to this. But uh, uh, Anjani, you know, uh, you uh, mentioned a very good point on goodwill, you know, on the, you know, how goodwill can be accepted. But I just want to, you know, take your view on one point. You know, uh, I have seen some of the cases uh, where, you know, your goodwill in one country may not give you a better protection in other country if you are not protected your brand in terms of trade. I'm talking about when you're not, you have a big brand, uh, maybe or may not be protected in some country, but you're, you know, for example, let's say just I'm giving an hypothetical example, your company XYZ, which is a well-known brand. Right. Let's say, you know, into let's say the smartphone market, which is a well-known in US. And that's a very goodwill. Uh, it has gained goodwill across the world. But now when you're coming to India and, you know, you are, uh, you know, planning to launch some product, a smartphone or something like that with a product name ABC. And you think, hey, I'm a, I'm a well-known mark across the globe. Why I, my, my main brand, which is XYZ, is already registered in India. I should not register, let's say, this ABC and, you know, let me launch or let me at least initiate the conversion, marketing campaign, etc. And 
some other small scale firm or you know some genuine firm in different business segments similar is protecting your you know abc in the same class and you know you end up in the court saying that hey i have a goodwill and all the courts so what is your on your view just because you have gained goodwill is it that you know you should not register your mark in that respective geography or you should what is your views on that so uh, first of all you know god uh, thank you for this question and uh, of course you know uh, the 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 most uh, or the best practice would be that to file the trademark protection you know that because it's a uh, you know bottom line that you know that the trademark protection is territorial in nature and it, it doesn't allow or uh, protects your brand in other countries of course you know sometime your reputation may pass on to the different countries uh, that all uh, well said and done but having said that uh, you know in this in this matter trademark search always plays a, a great role so if you let's say if you would like to file uh, your prominent name like our corporate name itself so for for the for the corporate name first of all if it is a very very well known uh, brand like us wealth fund cell so uh, you should make sure that you know at least your corporate names name should be filed in all the jurisdictions uh you know uh, uh, because you never know well spent some some someone may not use in in your sector may not you be using in in a textile domain or in a pipes domain where we are working or in a sporting domain maybe used by some you know pharmaceutical domain or something of that sort which are not at all related with us and at that point of time stopping them because they have already gained a goodwill reputation on that front it will be difficult to us so a trademark search whenever you do you do a worldwide trademark search so that you will get to know that you know whether someone else have filed or at least you know registered a same or similar brand or not and during that course you will also find to know you know if let's say someone has already done you can take a, a right course of action at that point of time itself and you can stop them uh, for further or a continuous infringement which you see in our legal term so of course searches in in this way will help you and of course filing a protection to different route as i mentioned you know two three routes uh, so that that is uh, that goes important uh, and of course you know the the, the countries where first to file uh, concept is there because in that countries you know uh, protecting your brand through usage is is something uh, you cannot able to or not possible to do that so uh, you have to identify and build a strategy depending upon that itself that you know this country particular does not recognizes a con concept of first to you and therefore you know if i will not uh, file a trademark protection in that country then even at the later stage when you i would like to file or protect our mark i could not able to do that yes. so these things are required yes that's that's very true thanks thanks anjali you know for bringing this and i mean uh, with that i just want to you know convey the message to audience just that you know if you are a big brand owner and you know if you are you know having business cross countries or cross borders be mindful of at least protecting your mark registering your mark in those countries in the relevant classes as anjali said so that you know you don't uh, to, uh, to, uh, since today you have not registered tomorrow you should not you know right. fall into that trap so be mindful of and now now it's my turn <laughs> yes over to you anjali be ready guys yeah. yes so uh, my question to you is is with this difficult times you know covid scenario 
how your company is building a strategy with respect to brand, with respect to overall intellectual property, if you give the perspective. I just want to understand, you know, because these are difficulty and, uh, you know, uh, times and we don't know how to do. There are a lot of management pressures also with respect to cost cutting, with respect to different things. So, you know, how your company or how your company being a multinational build a strategy on that front. So in general, I would say, you know, uh, this is a COVID time where a lot of cost cutting is there. However, uh, uh, you know, companies with a big brand name, with a lot of long history, I think for them, it is very essential, you know, to, you know, uh, you know, in order to protect those, uh, those brands. So I think, although it's a crucial time, you know, there is a cost cutting. But very important, very crucial matters of brand protection, very important and very crucial matters of counterfeiting things are always on priority and entertained. Because I think that those things, you know, actually impact your brand value. So those we can't get rid of. Simultaneously, you know, some of the priorities may be established. So some of the items or, you know, which are not actually impacting your brands. You can, you know, you can pause them for a while, right? Till right. the time comes, and you know, then you can, you know, apply. But I think those priorities need to be set strategically, and be mindful of that. That you know, those strategies should not backfire on your brand. So I think those are the things you know we generally people keep in mind while designing the brand strategy in this crucial time. I hope I have answered your question. Yes, yes, Mr. Garg. In fact, you know, our company and your companies are aligned uh, in their thinking during this uh, difficult times. And of course, just to add, you know, to identify which brand is important and when to yes. abandon and which brand is not that uh, giving you a word yeah. and where to end up. So this this is something this yeah. great that, you know, this is the right time to yeah, priorities. <laughs> Basically, setting, yeah, setting up the right priorities, identifying the right brands, and then the performance as well in the market, which right. one is performing better, which one is critical when it comes to enforcement, and then also, uh, which is your top performing brand in the market, and uh, how close are the competitors, right? Unless right. and until we know who are the competitors and how they are performing in the space, uh, right. companies would not be... Uh, in a position uh, to shed some money to protect that, right? Because when I'm, I'm sure you guys gonna be, uh, I mean, you would be having a lot of challenges uh, when you propose new budget to the board saying that we want this much of dollars to protect our brands online or offline and your uh, uh, account stream or the management would be uh, becoming very choosy that time saying that why, why do you need so much budget? <laughs> Is that really so expensive activity, right? <laughs> That's great. Great, great, uh, great conversation, guys. Uh, thank you so much for uh, coming over. Uh, in this talk, in this session, we discussed about different things uh, coming from brand challenges, which uh, big brand uh, like Wellspan and the Cummins face, or challenges in medium scale people as. And then we also talked about education and uh, setting the right strategy, which is one of the key topic of discussion overall. So on this point, on this occasion, Photon Legal would also like to extend a 40 minute consultation with the partners uh, like me or Amit Kaushal. So guys, if you're listening to us, you can use the big brand story as a 
coupon code you can drop in email saying that you want to have a 40 minute discussion and strategize your trademarks or brand positioning in the market and we'll be happy to advise you on that with our expert team so anybody uh, everybody who's listening to us uh, please note down the big brand story is the coupon code uh, and we can help you out in protecting your brands across the globe thanks again garg and kumar uh, our discussion today is going to be live uh, available on youtube for people to view uh, we would also make small small snippets of uh, our discussion and distribute that uh, across uh, internet so that people can just consume those bites and learn more about uh, the strategy being followed by both of you and learn from you learn from your knowledge uh, thank you so much for sharing that thank you for being the giver you guys have given so much i mean in just one hour we discussed everything right from in starting of formulating a brand strategy to enforcing it and also suing people in the court and taking out damages we also touched a, a recent case story of wellspun so this is great thank you so much for being such a giver is came and helped us out in reaching out to audiences and Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much, Prag, uh, and Fortran Legal for extending the invitation. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Priyank. Thanks, uh, and thank for the opportunity. Thank you. All right. Great. Catch you up uh, later, guys.